Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. So there was an op-ed that was written by my guest, Robin Gay, Vice President and Deputy Leader of Government Relations at the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. And I read it and I thought, bang, this is bang on. Bang on. And the title of it was, Western Canada has the goods the world needs, but Canada needs to act now to show that it can deliver. In a way, it's sad that we have to do this. It is sad. It should be self-evident to everyone, including Mr. Gilbo, that agricultural and energy requirements exist internationally and that we should... Is Vilnius? Okay, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just looking at an email coming in. Um, It should be evident to the environment minister that agriculture and energy, the world needs it. We have it. We ethically produce these, these needs. Stop interfering with agriculture. Stop messing with the energy industry and cooperate. But I don't know, maybe he's looking at scaling the CN Tower again. I'm not sure what's going on with Mr. Gilbo. He won't come on the show. Neither will his boss. Robin Guy, how are you, Robin? Very well, thanks. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. It should be self-evident, shouldn't it, that uh, what Canada's West can contribute to domestically to the well-being of Canadians and contribute to the world, our allies and the world's needs as far as food, agriculture and energy needs are concerned. We, we have it. We, we should be making it available. We have to have the, the, the production and the transportation has to be right there. should be self-evident. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'll say from from an economic standpoint as well, I mean, our, our outlook right now for, for, for growth is is low. And I think when when we talk to our members, um, we see from what from, from from a Western Canadian standpoint, um, there's an ability for for, for, for Western Canadian businesses to, to, to provide a path, to grow the economy. And I think you mentioned, you know, it's again, it's it's food, fuel, fertilizer. Um we just we just need to we need to figure it out. We need to uh, to start paying attention to 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 these files and uh, and like you said, we're we're an ethically based society. Um, it's very attractive uh, to 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 many, uh, but but if we can't uh, if we can't step up and we can't deliver, then uh, we're we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, and the world will suffer, and we will suffer unnecessarily. Let me quote from your op-ed: "With the global need for energy." Critical minerals, food and fertilizers becoming more urgent, Canada both faces a moral responsibility to its allies and an incredible domestic economic opportunity, our greatest obstacle, our unwillingness or ability to get things done. As part of a plan to grow the economy and fill this growing global demand, the government needs to focus on measures that enable Western Canadian businesses to scale and access economies looking for safe and secure natural resources the West can provide. Please expand on that. I, I know the, 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 the markets and the economies looking for what Western Canada can provide. They're not in short supply. 
No, I, I think it's, it's it's we've got the fundamentals in place. It's 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 just being able to to again, it's it's, it's looking at how we can we can expand. So from from an energy side, you know, Western Canada can can meet the growing global demand, uh, and and we do it in a in a responsible and and, and sustainably uh, manner. Um, you know, we just we really need to get out of our own way to promote our, this responsible extraction, um, but but also then build on the value added processing and and the end manufacturing here in Canada. Um, from an ag side, I mean, again, you know, we're there's, the world is growing, and 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 that means that we 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 need to produce more food in order to uh, to to feed this growing population, and that's both here in Canada, but but also uh, also abroad. So it's it's investing in. Um, and, and treating the agriculture sector, I think, just like any other economic sector. And, and, and unfortunately, I, I'm not sure we're at that point right now. Yeah, this is a line that really resonated with me in your op-ed. In the next 40 years, experts predict the world will need to produce the equivalent of all the food produced in the last 10,000 years. Boy, if that point doesn't drive it home, if that statement doesn't drive it home, then I don't know what will. Well, and, and, and absolutely. And I mean, in, in, in terms of, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the strengthening investment in the agriculture to ensure that we're able to do that. Um, but, but it's also, you know, incentivizing the industry and, and, and the innovation in the industry. I think there's some, some really good uh, examples that, uh, that, that Canadian companies uh, here, here in Western Canada are, are, are looking at. Um, and, and, and take, for example, I think there's, uh, there's a project between uh, Federated Co-op and, and, and AGT Foods in, uh, in Saskatchewan, and, and, and it's looking at really, again, how, how to make uh, the most uh, use out of, out of what's, uh, what's available and uh, not just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's taking the, the protein from, uh, from, 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 from a crop and, uh, and, and then but also taking the, the oil and, and being able to use it for sustainable, uh, sustainable fuel. So, um, we have a lot of innovation in the country, but uh, it's, it's, it's just sometimes it's, it's not easy to scale and, and, and uh, we need the investment to ensure that these businesses are able to, to continue to, to, to invest in these types of projects uh, as, as opposed to, say, looking down at the states where, where you've got some uh, programs with the, with the IRA uh, down there that's, uh, that's trying to, to attract uh, new, new business uh, away from Canada. Okay, so let's shift our attention and focus to the strike and particularly Port of Vancouver. Approximately, looking at at your letter from the Chamber to the Prime Minister, approximately 25% of our total traded goods flow through the ports in Western Canada. They're Canada's largest gateway, handling over $800 million worth of cargo. How much trouble will a continued closure of the Vancouver port alone cause the Canadian economy, the Canadian taxpayer, Canadian business? Well, you, you take a look. I mean, it's twenty, roughly speaking, 25% of, of, of our total trade flows through through our West Coast ports. About eight hundred million dollars a day that, uh, that that our West Coast ports do, and right now that's uh, that's not happening. Um, we're 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 in uh, the second second week of uh, of, of this strike, uh, and and the damage is, is is starting to compound. I think you're going to start to see workers be laid off as, as and businesses possibly even close because they can't import supplies or, or, or export their products right now. So we need really the politicians in Ottawa to, uh, I guess they're not in Ottawa right now, but uh, we need them to, to, to really be paying attention to this. We have asked them to, uh, to, to come back uh, and because, again, we just we need goods flowing through, 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 uh, through our ports. We're, we're a trade-dependent country, uh, and, and again, we talk about uh, our growth being, uh, being stagnant. Uh, this, is, this is definitely not helping. 
Yeah, well, I'll do that for a couple of seconds, but I know you said that the letter, like the letter says, we're calling on the government to reconvene parliament and pass back to work legislation immediately. This is this is reverberating throughout the Canadian economy. Let me ask you one more question. If we have another week, let's say we have three, three weeks of the port closure at $800 million a day, and over 100 companies signed this uh, this letter to the to the Prime Minister. How long will it take to recover from the damage created? Well, they, they say it's about uh, it's about uh, a week for every day that they're on strike to, to catch up. So, for example, it's not just ports that uh, that, that aren't moving. Um, yes, they're the ones on strike, but uh, but right now our, our rail goes to, to these ports. They have to, um, you know, they're unloading cargo that is just going to sit there. Same thing with, uh, with, 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 with cargo that is, is waiting to come into Canada. And right now we're seeing... Um, Businesses have to have to plan for for, for this. I mean, yeah, like I said, we're we're over a week, yes, but uh, but this is something that uh, the businesses have been looking at for, for for a long time because they need stability within within their supply chain. Yeah. So, for example, on the on the produce side, I think that that's uh, that's a super interesting one, and we had a conversation with uh, with them today that uh, right now they've they've got goods that are sitting in port uh, that are in essence uh, rotting, uh, just sitting on sitting on a dock. Well, They're having to go terrible. to a different port. Uh, to 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 solve to 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 get this up, uh, and we're seeing that there's a backlog in the U.S. and they're having to come through Mexico now. Yeah, that's terrible. People are going hungry in this country every day. Uh, Robin, one more question for you. Any uh, quick yes or no? Uh, have you had a, a response from the prime minister? No. That tells. We've been we've been we've been we've been working with 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 government on on this one. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's something to. Uh, you know, we obviously want uh, want want this solved very quickly, and uh, and, and, and are trying to to off those positive. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 